Welcome to the College Parent Podcast. I am Katherine McCann. And I am Zachary Short. And today we'll be interviewing Heather Doherty, University Minister at Belmont University, on helping your student find faith in college. Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for inviting me to be here today. I'm excited about our conversation. Yeah, me too. Um, Heather, could you share with us a little bit about your background? Yeah, so I have been in campus ministry for, this is my 16th year in campus ministry. And when I went to seminary a long time ago, I did not have campus ministry at all in my mind. I'd served as an RA when I was a student and then was an RD while I was in seminary. And my first job, both as an intern in seminary and then my first full-time job out of seminary was at a church uh, on a college campus. And so kind of really embedded in college life. And then I was looking at some job postings in places that my husband was going to apply for PhD programs. And I saw a job for a director of spiritual formation job here in Tennessee. And I was like, oh, that looks like my dream job. And so I applied and uh, began working in the chaplain's office there where I was for 10 years and uh, really fell in love with uh, campus ministry, working with college students, working on a college campus, and then came to Belmont. This is my sixth year. So I came to Belmont in 2016 and have been serving as the university minister ever since. Awesome. Thank you so much. Heather, do you mind telling us a little bit about what some similarities and differences between campus ministries and a traditional off-campus church might be? Yeah, I think there's some really important differences um, in those things. And one of the, I will say upfront that one of the things that we seek to do is to get students engaged and involved in a local church. So even if they're doing something with us, uh, that we think it's really important for students to engage with the local church. And so I would say there are kind of two different things that happen in university ministries. One is that I think that we're doing some 30,000 foot work in helping students to understand faith, helping students to think about how is my faith a part of what I'm doing at college, some vocational exploration. So how is my life going to be a part of God's work in the world? And then being a safe place uh, for students to ask hard questions. And so one of the things that we talk with students about a lot is there aren't any questions that you ask us that we're going to be surprised by or turned off by or will make us stop wanting you to be in our office. You know, there is. And so in some ways we become um, a safe place for students to ask questions that they may not ask anywhere else because they're afraid of what someone might think of them or what their pastor might say or what their parents might say. And so we become a place where students can ask those questions. And we also help students to find Christian community. And that happens both on and off campus. We have, I think the latest numbers, like 22 uh, faith development organizations, which are smaller groups that have a presence on our campus. They usually are a national organization or a denomination that has a presence on our campus. And so when I'm meeting with the student who's like, hey, I'm really looking for a place to belong, a place to fit in. I ask them to tell me a little bit about their background. And then I recommend to them a couple of our faith development organizations and make a connection by email or by text. Like, hey, David Hollis, who's our Belmont Wesley Fellowship person, like this student 
your group seems like they would be a great fit. Like, would you mind reaching out? And David will reach out to that student, take them to coffee, and hopefully we've made a connection for them with a place. And it may be that I had a student a couple of weeks ago, I connected her to three different FDOs. I'm like, here are three different places where your story might fit in. And she's like, I'd like to try all three. So connected them in that. So really helping them to find connection. So that's what we do. And I think that what the local church does is something quite different than that um, in that the local church connects you to an intergenerational community. So on campus, we're primarily 18 to 22 year olds with him. And we have grad students and we have people who are, but really we're all kind of walking in the same season of life. And it is really important in a journey of faith to have people who are at different seasons of life that are a part of your life and pouring into you as you get to see what a family looks like, or you connect with a couple whose kids are off at college and they take you out to dinner or give you a place to do where you have other folks who are connecting with you and pouring into your life that are uh, not college students and not people who are paid to pour into your life, which sounds really weird, but also it's our job to do that, right? So here are people who love you and want to spend time with you, regardless of whether or not they that's the job that they're doing. I think the other thing is that students graduate in four years and we want them to find communities of faith when they leave. Uh, so chapel is great. I love chapel. We have incredible speakers. We have great music, but most graduates don't come back to chapel, which is good. We don't want them to come back to chapel unless it's a great speaker that they want to hear. But um, students need to find Christian community and that happens in the local church. And often if students haven't engaged in the local church uh, during their four years of undergraduate work, it's hard for them to, okay, now I'm out on my own. What is this going to look like? I don't even know. So we try to create some spaces where they can do that during their time at Belmont. Awesome. Thank you so much. Heather, what do you recommend for students who go to a campus that does not have a campus ministry or ways to get connected with a church? Mm, yeah. So I think that that takes a little bit more intentionality on the part of the student. And so I would ask your pastor, if you have a pastor at home, like, I am in this place. Do you know anybody? Like, I know that I have connections with a lot of pastors across the country. And oftentimes I'm in a Facebook group with a bunch of pastors and someone will be like, I need someone in Washington. Can anyone, you know, is anyone pastoring near there? I need them to visit someone in the hospital or someone's looking for a church and I need a place to send them. And so don't forget the network that you have and that you come from. And so ask your pastor, ask other students. Uh, it may be a little intimidating if you don't know whether or not other students are Christian, but I think that that's one of the things that you might be able to find out or might be important in a conversation that you're having with someone. And so to do that also just we don't have phone books anymore, um, but you can Google things and just Google your denomination or non-denominational churches, or here are things that we might do now. I think it's great because so many things are online. So you can visit a church and get a sense of you like it before you ever set foot in the door. And so the internet makes it easy for us to do a lot of it. So I would say, don't forget that we're parts of networks of connection, probably someone that you know can help you connect with a church in this place and what that looks like. And the internet is our friend in helping us to figure that out. 
Yeah, of course. I think that finding that network is very important for anyone. One question that I had was, what advice do you recommend to parents whose children decide that they don't want to go to church once they start going to college, or how to continue to support them in ways to find faith without turning them off of faith? I'll say several things. I was going to count, but I won't even count. I'll just say several things. Um, One is that when your student chooses not to go to church for a time, is asking questions about faith, is kind of struggling with, do I really believe this or not? The first thing I want to say is that it is completely developmentally appropriate. So I know that it's different when it's your child and you're like, but my child, like, no, this is like in the development of a human, like this is a time when this thing happens. It's when you are, your child is creating space between family of origin, that's you, and who they're going to be and how they're going to be in the world. We have hopes for that when we send our children out into the world. Like we want them to continue on with the things that we've taught them and the ways that our family has done things. And many of them will. But I think that a lot of students um, need to make space to ask questions for themselves, to decide what they really believe, to figure out where they stand and who they want to be. And I think that at the end of the day, that that time of questioning, that time of figuring things out actually makes it stronger at the end because it's theirs that they've come to and not something that someone else has handed them that they've said, okay, and just decided that they're going to do that. And so it's completely developmentally appropriate to do that. I also think that the college lifestyle often doesn't lend itself well to a Sunday morning service. So my local church has an 8.30 service and a 10 o'clock service. Most of our college students on the weekends are not waking up that early, and that's okay. That is why I think in many ways there are churches that have kind of off you know, not Sunday morning times that students can go to. So a Tuesday night or a Sunday night or, and if a student chooses to not go to X church at 830 in the morning on a Sunday morning, but instead is plugging into something on Tuesday night at a local church, I think that that's okay. That as long as they are finding a place to have Christian community and to engage their faith, that that's okay. I will also say, and this is going to be harder, I think, for parents. And I have a high schooler, so I know that this time is really coming for me. So I'm thinking about myself as I uh, say this, is that it's important for us to give our students space to figure things out on their own. They have, in many ways, heard the things that you're going to say a hundred times. They could probably recite them back to you. I think you can probably think of like family mantras that you have. Like my kids, when they get into trouble, they're like, I know, I know, you know, blah, blah, blah. And whatever it is that I've said to them a hundred times. And college is really a time where parents, as scary as it is, open their hands with their children Um, let them into the world and trust that God is going to provide other folks who are going to speak into the lives of students. I may say something to a student in a pastoral care session or something, and they're like, oh, my mom said that too. Maybe I should take that more seriously. And so it's interesting 
um, I had a student that I was working with a couple of months ago who was looking for a church and she explained to me what she was looking for. And I said, it sounds like this is the kind of church that you're looking for. She's like, that's exactly what my mom said. And I wasn't saying anything different than she was saying, but it was coming from another voice that she hadn't heard before. And in many ways, at this point in your student's developmental life, there are other people whose voices are going to carry more weight. And so to open ourselves up to allowing those voices to take their place in the student's life. That doesn't mean that we don't talk to our student about things. It doesn't mean that we don't ask students questions. It doesn't mean that we don't continue to support them in their journey, but it's also time for us to allow other folks and mentors and pastors to come and be a part of that guiding and leading because they're going to be able to do it without um, all of the baggage sometimes that we bring in a parent-child relationship. And I think that that's really important. I think that if you are a parent whose child is asking questions, that's a really scary thing because you have invested so much in your child and you have a picture of what their life is going to look like. And you may see, see things moving in one direction or another. And you're like, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? What's happening? Like, what should I be doing about this? And again, it doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. It doesn't mean that, um, that your child is not eventually going to come back to the place that they were or be like, oh, this is actually what I want for my life. But the act of letting go and letting them choose becomes a way that they're moving into adulthood. And I grew up in a Roman Catholic family and um, in a Protestant minister ordained in a Protestant denomination. And I remember when I was in high school and college, my mom really struggled with that. And she went to our priest and um, she said, I'm really struggling with this. I'm not sure what to do. And um, our priest said, is she in church? And she's like, well, yeah. She's like, does she consider herself to be a Christian? She's like, well, yeah, but she's not attending Catholic church. He said, the most important thing is that she's attending church and is a Christian. Like if it's here, great. If it's somewhere else, great. And I really held on to that both as a campus minister and as a parent that, um, that people walk different paths to get to where they are. That doesn't mean that it's a bad path. It's just a different path maybe than the way that they have grown up in doing that. Thank you for that, Heather. That was really insightful, I think. And I hope that our listeners get a lot of fruitful thought from that. That was awesome. So next question. What if my child, um, as a parent, had a really strong youth group experience, but now they're struggling to find that connection once they started college? I think that the majority of students struggle to find connection at least a little bit. I think that we have this picture from movies, maybe even from our own experience, from people who have gone on before that students come to campus, they immediately find a relate, you know, a community to be a part of and everything's great from there. I think we do ourselves and our students a disservice when we believe that that's the way that it is, because I think that there are more students than we realize for whom that is not the experience. I think about the number of students who have sat in my office and said, you know, my mom found her best friends the first day of college or my parents met their freshman year and now, you know, they've been married for 35 years or and so students walk in and parents walk in with these expectations and they feel like something's wrong with them when 
that is not their experience. So the first thing I want to do is normalize struggling to find community. It's something, you know, I'm 43 and we have stayed in Nashville for 16 years and lots of people have gone. And so I feel like I'm constantly looking for community. Where do I fit in? What's the space that, and I feel like I should have that figured out, but I think it's harder than we, than we imagine that it is. So I want to normalize that this is the experience that a lot of students have. I also think, um, I haven't done any research on this, but I also think that for our students, that their communities have been given to them for their entire lives without them having to look for it. So um, people that they play sports with, people that they go to church with, people that they're in classes and activities with, that their community, like they make friendships within those spaces that they already are and don't have to work that much to find community because it's provided. If I, as a parent, am taking my kid every Sunday morning to church and taking them to Wednesday night youth group and taking them to every event that the youth group has, I am the one who's walking them through the community. They have to do the work of building relationships, but really I'm providing the opportunity for that. And when they get to college for the first time, the student has to figure out where am I going to find community? How do I find community? And am I going to make time in my life to get there? I have had this year, it's been really interesting. I've had a number of students who have come up to me, whether after chapel or they've emailed me and, and I feel like I could be wrong that we put tons of information on social media, on newsletters, on all the places where one can. And I'll say, hey, did you know that this is happening and you could be a part of that? They're like, I've never heard of it. And so here are all these opportunities that are being provided for them, but they don't know how to take advantage of them or what it looks like. So I think that in some ways, developmentally, they're figuring out how do I put myself in a place where I can find community and what does that look like? I think that a place like Belmont um, has a lot of opportunities for students, but they have to be the ones to take the first step to do it. And I think that that's really hard for a lot of students because they haven't had to be the one to take a lot of first steps. I think that there are students who it takes into the second semester of their freshman year, even into their sophomore year until they're really finding community and what that looks like. I would encourage parents to encourage their students to try out a lot of things. You don't know what's going to fit for you. And you may think, oh, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I did young life in high school. I'm going to do young life in college. And you go to young life and you're like, eh, I don't know. That doesn't really, that doesn't do it for me. Um, but, you know, those 22 organizations, there are all kinds of things that you can do and churches that have college ministries. And so sometimes it's going to take some trial and error before a student finds something that fits and clicks for them. And that's okay. Yeah, I think it's very important for people to start looking at all of the different options that they have available. And that kind of ties into the next question. And I know you touched on it a little bit before with your own faith journey, but how might parents navigate and support the decisions of their child if they want to explore different denominations when they go off to college? Yeah, I think that's really hard for parents. It's hard for students too. Um, the number of students that I've sat across the table from or the and they've been like, oh, I want to try out this church, but I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know how I feel about it. And what, like, I think it's, it's hard for everyone in figuring out what that looks like. And again, I would say to parents that what you really want at the end of the day 
is for your student to find a place where they can connect with God and connect with other people. And if it doesn't happen to be the denomination that they grew up in or the denomination that you're a part of, um, that doesn't mean that you did something wrong. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with that denomination. It means that a student has made a different choice. And think about all the choices that you make that are different than what your parents would want you to make. Like, I think about, um, it's just one of the things that we do. Like, we make choices for ourselves as we become adults. And so I think about what my priest said and said, are they still in a place where they're loving Jesus and finding Christian community? And if the answer to that is yes, then I think that 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 you can be supportive of that. There may be some loss and some grief that you have as a parent of, oh, you know, this denomination has been really meaningful for me and has really poured into the student. But I think that that's part of the work of the church is to pour into people while they're there and then to send them off graciously into the places where they may find themselves afterwards. And so I would say, don't be afraid of a student trying something new and don't feel like a failure if they choose something different than what you've chosen. Um, I think it's a natural part of development. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's all the questions I think we have. Zach, if you want to close us out. As we conclude our episode today, I would just like to thank Heather again for joining us and sharing her experience with all of our listeners. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more from us, we are the College Parent Podcast, and you can find that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks again, and until next time, this was the College Parent Podcast.